0: Hello and welcome back to episode 47 of Untucked Shorts. Long time no see. I'm your host Felix Vogel and this is my E, aka my dad, Mark Vogel.
1: Hey Felix, hey everybody. It feels like it's been a long time since episode 46 yeah. the dog cast.
0: Since the dog cast... Oh, that was our last one? Wow. It
1: was a while ago.
0: Whoa. Okay. Well, I think we recorded at the beginning of March, and today is like the last day of March. Almost last day of March.
1: Pretty close to it. So we've got a whole month to recap, and I think... Is this going to be our last episode of the regular season? Of the
0: regular season. I think we'll probably get one in, you know, um, pre-post-season, in the middle.
1: Pre-post-season?
0: Pre-post-season. Yeah. Pre-post. Look for
1: that. A very special pre post season episode coming up, but that's going to be 48. Today's 47. Um, what's on the agenda? What, what have you got on the whiteboard for today's well, podcast?
0: So, we are recapping the last 10 games, and though all of them have been excited, we don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, all of these games have been very crucial as we're battling for the sixth seed. You know, don't want to fall into that treacherous plan.
1: And yet we're we're hanging on by a fingernail. Um, We are like the guy in Die Hard who's on the side of the building and hanging on for dear life.
0: Well, let's start with uh, a game. I think we could have already talked about this in our last podcast, but if we haven't, uh, we played Milwaukee so long ago, but it was an overtime win that we really needed. They didn't have Giannis. Everything kind of clicked together. That was a good game, and it was good to grab that win. Um, and then we played Phoenix the next day
1: with me and Megara in the audience. Shout out to our producer, our untucked shorts, uh, woman behind the proverbial glass, your mom, and a basketball fan. And you know what jersey she wore. I'll give our listeners at home to think about what warrior does Megara most identify with.
0: I think that'd be uh, the only Warrior with 17 technicals, couple flagrants, and got into it with Brandon Ingram last night, Draymond Green! The
1: emotional leader of the Warriors and the Vogel household, Magara wore her Draymond Green jersey, and we won that game against the Suns without KD. I mean, but it was still, definitely tough game. the
0: Clay Show. Good game. He had like eight in the first half, eight threes in the first half. Like, and you
1: had a rehearsal, and you missed it.
0: Oh my god. Then we played LAC away, and... You know, they're a good team. They snatched one on us. Uh, we had beaten the we had beaten them previously. Um, you know, it's an okay loss on the road. Not much to talk about that. Lost to Atlanta by like two points.
1: And right? not okay loss on not the okay road. Not okay loss. What are we doing losing to mediocrities and the Trey Young hairstyle? That was just really Exactly ugh, the road woes continued there on that trip. And then we went to Memphis. Got blown uh, out. Got
0: blown out. I mean, it was kind of close, but then the fourth, everything fell apart, and Dylan Brooks made sure we knew that we lost that game. Then we got a much-needed win after a three-game losing streak against Houston at home, beat them by 11.
1: No, I think we beat them on the road. I think that was the beginning of our mini road, that? road uh, oh, yeah. streak.
0: That that was a good thing to win. And we now beat Houston, the lowly Rockets. Now Houston's kind of in the great beyond. Not trying to even aim for the play-in. Then we played the Mavericks, and boy, oh boy, was that a thriller. We played them on the road. They were like the 7th seed, we were the 6th seed. This game really mattered. And, you know, as I talked about in Warriors Plus Minus, that win kind of contributed to where we're probably going to sit in the playoffs.
1: And even that seems like ancient history, but you're right. That was a, at a time in which it really seemed like every day things were shifting in the West. Kyrie and was out,
0: and Luka didn't have... Luka got pretty mad at
1: the refs. A, there was a lot of talk mid-month about whether we flipped the switch, turned the corner, and a big test would come a couple days later when the Philadelphia 76ers number three in the East came to Chase Center with MVP candidate Joel Embiid, and we were there for that one, and... It was a thrilling, it thrilling was victory. A
0: thriller. Now they didn't have Harden, so they definitely weren't at their fullest. But like Embiid, I turned to Mark and I was like, "Wow, he's playing mini hoop with us." He scored forty six, probably forty four in the paint. Um, he was just knocking down shot after shot on Looney, and who
1: tried admirably, but we 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 felt so bad for him. Looney got. Got pushed around. I
0: think we kind of realized, though, that one guy can't beat our whole championship defending team. And so we kind of just let him score, really. He's going to get his? He's going to get his, but we're going to get ours. We hit some clutch threes. Jordan Poole had 33. First time scoring over 30 since coming off the bench. That sounds like a random Mm -hmm. statistic. But really, Jordan Poole doing well off the bench is what we need to have happen down the road. And, and that did it.
1: continued to be the case. So huge win there. And then a couple nights later, Jordan Poole scored, I think, 27 against the Timberwolves. We had it in the bag. We had a lead with 10 seconds left. And then we turned it over and blew it.
0: I'm just not going to talk during this segment of the podcast, so I don't have to be associated with that loss. Mark, if you could tell us what happened.
1: Okay. I feel like there's a sound effect I can try here for what happened to us when um, all we had to do was run out the clock, and instead we... Nope, nope. That was not the right sound effect. I think
0: it's the purple one.
1: The purple one? And then all we had to do was run out the no, clock, the blues, and the then blues, we...
0: The yep. Nope. Wait.
1: My point is that with less than 15 seconds left, all we had to do was run out the clock and we...
0: There we are.
1: That's the one. Thanks for listening, fans.
0: three-point shot, another turnover, and... Cat just
1: did a little night-night to us. We were talking about Jordan Poole. Last night, the most horrible first half of the season. The only bright spot, if you could call it that, in the first half was Draymond... Getting like a technical. I mean that we were down and by that,
0: that was considered bright because that's what got the team riled up. Um, um, we were down by seventeen going into the half. Brandon Ingram, Draymond Green were feisty, and you know Draymond Green finished the game with every single possible way. He was one <laughs> away from getting ejected <laughs> on every standard. He had one flagrant foul, one technical foul, and five personal fouls. He got one more personal. He's out. One more you flagrant foul.
1: Sometimes um, we talk to our friends off the air, and they—some of whom are, are basketball fanatics—you know who you are—and some don't know as much. So, for the people listening who may not necessarily know the difference between regular foul, foul flagrant, and technical, can you just give a quick explanation?
0: Technical is if you're being mean. If you trash talk the ref, you're gonna tech. <laughs> yeah. Flagrant foul if you do is if you do unnecessary contact, like if you hit someone above the neck area or at the neck area. Um, That's kind of just a dirty play, and a personal foul is just a regular foul, you know, slapping something. And Draymond else. did it all last Draymond night. Draymond did it all. The stat
1: sheet with all the uh, but, penalties. You
0: know, we're talking a lot about our downs, but going into the second half, CJ McCollum started uh, chirping, quote from Marcus Thompson, and um, we mounted an 11-0 comeback, then went back down again, and then our MVP Golden Child Curry just took the throne with 33 points. 39,
1: 39. points. It was amazing. wow. Although, you, you know, it was a real team team win. We saw the team for one half of basketball. It would be nice if we could put it together for four quarters. We'll have to if we're going to get anywhere in the playoffs. But in that second half, Dante DiVincenzo came out scorching hot. Looney got six offensive rebounds. Clay hit some clutch three-pointers when we needed it. I think Poole finished with... 27 or 31 points or something uh, inside and out, making good decisions. And Draymond finished plus 26 in the plus minus. Yeah. I mean, he that, that was absolutely the spark plug that um, clinched, again, uh, another critical win against the West Coast team, vying for a playoff or play-in spot.
0: And I think the whole thing that you listeners need to know is nothing is settled in the West and every single game... Whether we spent five minutes talking about it right now or we just skipped over really mattered. And we were able to finish one, two, three, four, five, and five. And, you know, we'll take it.
1: I will say this uh, for the season. It has been maddening to blow fourth quarter leads. It has been thrilling to come back from 20-point deficits, which we did again last night. The one thing you can say about this season is it hasn't been boring. And something talk I'd about something
0: I just like to mention is that Anthony Lamb got the contract extension that we were procrastinating talking about, and the Warriors were procrastinating talking about in the pl- um in our recent podcast.
1: Do you think that was the right right decision to pick Lamb over Ty Jerome?
0: I think it was defensively, and you know we don't need really a ball handler because Poole will absorb every single minute that Curry doesn't, because um, he's young and ready to go. And I think Lamb can hit some big time threes, and he's just a smart player. So it was, f- for a team role, it was just the right choice.
1: Lamb was on the menu, and Steve Kerr said, I'll have one of those. And Is that good? Did you, was that a good, though? No? You're giving me a kind of work Mediocre. on it? Mediocre. Mediocre. Okay, well, fair enough.
0: We'll see you right after the break and some wise words from our sponsors.
1: Don't say Bed, Bath me Beyond, because they're, they're going chapter they're, 11, they're going bankrupt.
0: Yeah, they're we need a new sponsor. Mister Pickles. We'll stick with you until I find a new one. Hello, and welcome back to the second half of our Untug Shorts podcast. In the, this second segment, we are going to talk about the next five and final five games of our season. Our amazing and depressing season. And, you know, where we see teams um, in the Western Conference as far as the playoffs go.
1: This is big. This is what it all, in some ways, it's like a five-game season um, on, on the line. And Curry talked to after the game last night about this being crunch time. Last night even felt like a playoff game. It has that kind of intensity, and my hunch is that the next few games will feel that way. So first up is a home game against the Bottom of the bottom, the lowest of the low, the San Antonio Spurs.
0: Now, the reason why there's a 100% chance of us winning that game, or 95... Don't say that. Don't say that. No, I can say it because Sacramento wants that as well. At this point, for those of you who don't know, the teams who are doing so terribly bad actually want to lose games so they can get a better shot at getting a higher draft pick next year. So... That is the case for the San Antonio Spurs. All right,
1: but it's not exactly going to be like the Harlem Globetrotters against the Washington Generals here. This is still a competent professional team.
0: But they don't want 100% to win. A hundred
1: percent chance?
0: They don't want to win. They're not trying, and we really need this win. And okay, we're well, let's team. just
1: say we should win that game against 98%. the Spurs.
0: percent You can mark my words for that. If anybody okay, wants you to the bet, it then here. we beat them by 17+. plus. Yeah, I, do wonder,
1: I wonder what the betting line is on that.
0: Okay, so next off we play the Nuggets, who are the one seed currently. In Denver. In Denver, and usually I'd actually predict uh, this to be a terrible and horrifying loss to Denver. And We're shivering even thinking about this, but I predict the win because... It's like uh, San Antonio, but vice versa, where they already know that they are going to make the playoffs no matter what happens, and so they're resting their best players. And so I think that if we want it more than them, and they don't really care what happens,
1: I don't think it's good for the psychology of a team to back into the playoffs on a bad note. Like I do think there's something about momentum, and I do. I, if I were the coach of the Nuggets or the Kings, and and have a Playoff seed locked up. I would want to rest my guys, but I also wouldn't want to just, I limp. don't know, like limp to the finish line. Okay. I would want to finish strong.
0: Okay.
1: So, so I'm not sure we're going to win that game against the Nuggets. I give you the Spurs. I'm a little iffy on the sure. That would be great. For and me.
0: then we play OKC, and these three, te- three teams are just trying to – I mean – OKC's okay, so trying to tank like San Antonio. No, playing. they're not.
1: OKC's on the ball. Bo- they're they're, 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 they're oh, trying yeah, for the play-in. They're yeah. mm. not I trying to tank.
0: They are going to want this game terribly. <laughs> now, the question
1: is, is SGA healthy? He was out last Shy, night. Shai
0: Gochis-Alexander, their star, averaging 30 points a game. He's really the only thing that keeps them going. I predict a win yet again, and that may be the win that puts OKC out of the playoffs. Um so I'm predicting win there, and then we play Sacramento, the three seed. Um, and again,
1: I know you think that they will be resting Sabonis and resting. Aaron Fox. Yep. Um, I'm not sure that Mike Brown is just going to roll over and play possum when they, his old uh, team, the Warriors, come to town. But maybe you're right.
0: Well, yeah, I guess you're. I guess you're right on that. But I also think the Kings may also want to win this because, I mean, like. They're the three-seed, and they do not want to meet the six-seed potential Warriors in the playoffs, so they may want to push us out of the six-seed. Or they
1: might want to lose, because that might mean that we would have a better chance of getting the five-seed, which would mean we would play the Suns and not them.
0: Hmm. Interesting chess match. And then we play Portland. They tank. They're the bottom of the West, and we're going to win.
1: Absolutely. I would say that's the... Last game of the
0: season. So,
1: Felix, if we went all 5 of these remaining games our record would be 45 and 37 which is pretty close to that 46 number that you predicted several months ago would be what it takes to to lock up the sixth seed i'd say if we went all 5 i think we can overtake the clippers and get the 5 seed
0: but we actually may not want to do that like the question is um, you know, usually when it comes to sports, just win as many games as possible. But down the road here, do we want to win that game? Do we want to purposely lose some games? This so is we the kind of insight see? you get on
1: Untucked Shorts. You think it's all about winning games, but in fact, it's so, about winning the right games at the right time.
0: Exactly. Um, well, that's really all for today. This has been an interesting season, Dad. Uh, I've really appreciated podcasting with you throughout this Our wins and losses. And we'll see you in the pre-post-season.
1: That's it for this episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Untucked Untucked Shorts. Shorts.